If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. So now let's just get into what I know about it, and this is going to be only circulated amongst a few people. When I got attacked last year, which I've described in other videos, one of the most direct messages, series of messages really, that came to me was from this person identifying himself as Jamie SB. He put his email address, obviously allowed me to capture his IP address. He wrote down what his website is. He put it as a comment on my contact page of my old website before I took it down, the one that got hacked. Everything on my computer and my phone and everything got hacked. Here's what he said. <clears throat> and this is after I had been talking to this guy named named Kyle, whose internet handle was Kyle. Is it serious? His real name was Kyle Prindeville. He's associated with the Higher uh, Side Chats uh, podcast with Greg Carlwood, which I've been on many times. And this guy's been my Facebook friend for many years. This Kyle Is It Serious slash Kyle Prindeville guy. And uh, he was Greg Carlwood's best friend throughout his life, apparently. And was involved in the show and occasionally co-hosted and things like that. I had talked to him many times through Facebook. I had booked him on the Ground Zero radio show when he was uh, involved in some protests that we wanted to cover. Protests of police brutality. So... You know, Kyle seemed like a real friend, and he got involved when I started, uh, when I discovered this code that led me to led me to discovering all of these obvious child trafficking videos on YouTube. And by that, I mean they were they were listing videos and perhaps the children themselves also for sale. When I get into all the details, but I, just, you know, the material was gathered and reported at the time. I've had to take down the online versions of what I gathered because of the, the threats that came afterwards. This is one of the threats. But the threats really didn't start coming in until after I attempted to report this to the FBI. And the FBI kind of steered me out of the room and they refused to write down anything I said. They wouldn't, they took down my name, but they wouldn't tell me even the name of the officer I was talking to. They wouldn't let me in the building so I could sit down and talk to him. I had to stand there basically right next to the gate leading to the FBI building. I wasn't even allowed to go in the building. Wouldn't shake my hand. Wouldn't sit down with me. And basically told me that because the best info I had come up with reams and reams of information. I didn't bring it all with me because I was just making an initial report and basically trying to set up some kind of a future meeting or something or just get them on the case because all this stuff was on YouTube and if they had listened to what I was trying to tell them they could have easily found it. But one of the things I just said was well you know a lot of the stuff that I was looking at, I couldn't tell where the children were being held or if they were still alive or what. But one of the things that I did find was a school in England near Yorkshire, not in Yorkshire, but near in that area, where it appeared that many, many of the children there were in, being prostituted out and that the YouTube vids were being put out to help find them uh, clients. And also the YouTube videos were being used to threaten the other children. Like you could tell that some of the videos were made for the children that were involved so that they can find it and be reminded to stay quiet. 
like apparent uh, you know it, it appeared that uh, there was a little community of these people that some of them the obviously trafficked and heavily drugged children commenting to each other on their videos and trying to get strangers to notice them and also talking to each other about their dates including dates with the staff of the school and we're not talking about a high school we're talking about the equivalent of a middle school we're talking about kids it's actually some of them seemed like they were even totally prepubescent totally even before middle school and in you know referencing electro torture in regards to what they were being made to do frequently and so many other things. I mean, you would have to see the video to see what I'm talking about. Kyle is one of the people that saw that, that video and all the others that I found, including the ones that appeared to be linked to uh, just the, the traffic of uh, people, including children, for sexual purposes and the torture of them on camera and then the murder of them being bragged about, the future murder of them. And, and even mind control was referenced. Anyone who saw the original videos knows exactly what I'm talking about. Mind control was also referenced in the videos. And some of the videos were made for the purposes of mind controlling the slaves. Or keeping them in a state of mind control. Or, or triggering, triggering a particular uh, state of mind. Or just reminding them to keep quiet. Or scaring the ones that have been talking. Anyway, at the time I presented all this stuff. My friend Kyle was talking to me about it. On the phone. And online, day after day, for probably five days in a row. And then on the last day, he turned on me. He called me up, basically left some kind of accusing messages on my phone. And when I called him back, I hadn't even heard those messages. I heard them later after I hung up. But I called him. He chit-chatted with me for a while. And then at the end, he basically admitted he was part of it part of see at that time not only had we noticed you know and figured out all this trafficking was going on on YouTube but I had gone to the FBI and when I got back home that's when my computer I noticed my internet connection and my computer and my phone were all completely fucked and when you know the next day I tried uh, first of all it went on all night in in a frenzy I mean it, my my computer was completely taken over my internet was completely taken over and like as I tried to interact with it, I was presented with a crazy, crazy world. A crazy mix of mind-controlled programming that had been made just for me specifically to scare me. And it was based on, you know, th the things that had been surveilled information about me that could only be gathered by surveillance of me through my phone and through, you know, complete control of my internet connection for sometime before that and see as i <clears throat> as i continued as i noticed this and uh started telling the people i've been doing the research with about my experiences several of them also started experiencing strange things like that kyle was one of them there was another one as well and the, uh, the communication between me and her was totally hijacked by this thing we ended up not being able to talk at all and now i've uh, I basically lost her as my friend and it's basically just because our interconnect our uh discussions were interrupted completely the, that day the same day that this thing happened with kyle but i you know i was being bombarded with death threats i was being bombarded with stuff surveillance that had been taken of my son and of me letters 
emails that let me know that they knew everything about us, that they knew exactly where he went to school and they knew, you know, when we were alone and when other people came and went from this house, they knew everything about us. So anyway, Kyle calls on the phone and this time he tries to convince me that what we're experiencing with internet troubles and obviously being surveilled and having our connect our, our attempts at discussing things with other people uh, interrupted, having our messages changed. He says that that's because somebody has uh, conjured a demon that he tried to connect it to CERN. He said that some Satanists had conjured a demon through CERN in Switzerland and then it got into some AI computers or they put it there deliberately. And that those com those demons running rampant through AI computers were uh, loose on the internet, doing the devil's work, and that that's what was that's what we were encountering there. And he talked about this as though he knew exactly what he was talking about, whereas before he and I had been supposedly in the dark researching things from the same position of ignorance, you know, trying to figure things out. This time he calls me and says this, you know, with it, as though it was absolutely certain, and then he starts kind of laughing about it maniacally. And then he told me that I had to be tortured. I was Mercury and I had to be tortured. And then he used a metaphor, told me what the metaphor meant exactly, that it had to do with dying and your, and your soul going to the other side. And then he told me that that's what I needed to do. He essentially told me to kill myself. I politely hung up the phone pretending like I didn't know what he meant. Then after I got off the phone with him, I went to my Facebook and then to look at his Facebook and found more threatening messages there and pictures of him laughing maniacally that had just been posted that were new. So anyway, it was right about that time. We see this email came in at 11 a.m. I think this uh, was probably about two hours after that phone conversation. Jamie Espy says to me, Dear Tracy Twyman, I hope this email finds you safe and sound. Hey, listen, could you call off your Facebook phone friend, Kyle? I serious? I was only trying to, trying to help you with our protection ritual and your friend, Kyle. Look how he puts it in all caps. Your friend, Kyle. Your friend, comma, Kyle. Kyle has twisted and concocted the most insane take on my work and is causing unnecessary personal harassment. I'm sure you know what that feels like. So I come to you civilly and ask for your assistance in this matter before your friend, comma, Kyle inadvertently causes someone else, some else, some else, <laughs> who is not as kind as me comma, to come pay you a real visit this time. Here's to you, Ms. Twyman. Your friends are far worse than your enemies, but we, your enemies, know where you sleep. Peace into you, Jamie S.B. And then when I went to his website, which I do not recommend anybody should do, do not go there. You will get hit with tracking cookies. The surveillance will begin on you. But when I went to his website, I found all sorts of posts that were for one thing, all cryptic and weird, but they were all about um, hypnosis and influencing people's dreams. And, you know, I, I also found his um, YouTube channel, which I've talked about in the past, where he had a video where he <clears throat> theorizes that a strange incident that had happened, I think in 2017, with Wendy Williams kind of collapsing on stage and getting a little bit disoriented mentally before that happened. He theorizes that she's having something projected into her mind, into her, you know, inner eyes, into her inner vision. And that that's why she starts freaking out and then collapses live on television. 
And then he just says, make it that way you will. Also, uh, there weren't any videos about it, but on the the same YouTube channel from Jamie Espy, which is called Godfather of Good Dreams, he talks about how there's going to be a series of videos about interpreting body language. So that was what that was presented as though he was interpreting body language, but really it was put up there to try to brag or threaten or put out the idea that he can project thoughts and images directly into a person's mind and that it has been done to Wendy Williams. This is the guy threatening me. The other thing you find is that he owns this campground. So you'll see what we're talking about. Here's where Isaac Cappy died. This is where the, ca the actual campground is, but the office and the address that's listed is in Williams. Cappy, according to his roommate, uh, roommate's next door neighbor who's been doing the periscopes and going over his debit card records, said that he was going back and forth between Belmont and Williams on that last day. And then he got a flat tire in a day's in that was near Belmont. Greenleaf Camden Campground is here now. That's ja that's owned by Jamie Espy. Let me tell you more about him. Let me tell you what was happening on the Greg Carlwood Higher, Sites, Higher Side Chats forum, which I was unaware of because I wasn't reading it. But this was happening the whole time that I was uh, chit-chatting with Kyle. Kyle, is it serious? Who, in this message from Jamie, he's trying to see how he puts your friend, comma, Kyle, in all caps. He said, he calls him my Facebook phone friend, which he shouldn't have known unless, for one thing, he was, in fact, one of the people surveilling me. And also, if possibly, he is Kyle or was friends with Kyle and is in on it with Kyle, which is what he's trying to imply. Also, I had not talked in public at all about the electronic harassment and personal harassment I was getting. But he alludes to that as though to say, I'm the person doing it, or I'm involved with the people doing it. And he ends by saying, your friends are far worse than your enemies, but we, your, enemy, your, we, your enemies, know where you sleep. So he's trying to tell me that you know Kyle is my enemy, which is exactly what Kyle acted like last time I talked to him. And recently I got an email from Greg Carlwood after not talking to him for a year, where he uh, said that Kyle had been hospitalized after this for schizophrenia. And he implied that it was my research. Well, he said that it was the research we were doing at that time that drove him to that state of mind where he had he got hospitalized against his will and diagnosed with schizophrenia for talking to me and, and getting, you know, deep into the same research. This is according to Carlwood. Deep into this research about the, the pedo stuff going on on YouTube and all the clues the patterns that we were seeing and we were discussing together and the, and the harassment that was coming from that also coming because we had talked in public about our research and because we had you know i had tried to report it to the f to the fbi so anyway as i'm you know that whole week between the 10th and the 15th of last year when i was talking to kyle and also getting heavily harassed and describing it not in public but to kyle and to a couple of other friends i was talking to still at that time, uh, Kyle kept telling me about there were these messages in the higher ch side chats and hadn't I seen them and on, on the forum there. And I was like, well, no, I haven't seen them. And I, I was, had so many other things I was looking at at the time. I, I figured I'll, I'll come and look at it later. But this is what it was. It was messages from this dude. And he kind of, let's see if he says it. Gen X Gemini. So it's like he also used the term Gen X remembers on his other website, so that's how he likes to identify himself. Talks to, 
talks about um, the occult warrior logistics service, something he's made up owls, where he's supposedly going to put some kind of protection spell around me. It's Arizona time because that's where he lives. And everybody on the forum could tell he was being facetious and a jerk, which he was. And so his response, and it took a while to get there. A few days later, it gets it starts to get really weird. I'll show you. He goes, got money. We'll do anything for you. Got money. Just tell me what you want me to do. You know, quotation from the, the Nine Inch Nails song, down in it, right? No, head like a hole. Damn, why can't I delete these posts? You know what kind of shit's been happening here? Non-stop hang-up phone calls. Facebook full of faggoty this and faggoty that and even worse. This isn't worth it, Greg. I thought I was stepping out and now who cares? Please delete my account and postings so this nonsense will stop. I regret casting my pearls before swine. Please, your self-reported buddy Kyle, Tracy's friend, is concocting all sorts of insane theories, copying, pasting, and twisting my words and intentions on FB until they are totally unrecognizable to even me, and people are bombarding me with the most fucked up shit, enough to make you want to puke. All because I wanted to help Tracy Twyman. Well, fuck that and fuck this. Who needs the grief? You, good sir, can have it. I would be happy to delete this forum account myself, but there doesn't seem to be a button for that. What the fuck? Silence to injustice is tantamount to consent. Someone says, is this why Tracy Twyman has recently removed her content from the internet? This other person, Magic123, is commenting. Out of curiosity, I've had several people try to log in from other locations. Maybe to my website, is that what they're talking about? Uh, they all get the same message, that of this account doesn't exist. Hmm, I had this account for years, never used, had a single issue of any kind until now. Happens just as I download her new testimonial. Began sharing links to it, and actually only 40 hours after I mentioned her name over the phone. Am I being paranoid or what? You are definitely not being paranoid, Magic123. This is from Gen X, Gemini. This is from Jamie, SB. The owner of the campground. You are definitely not being paranoid, Magic123. You know the feeling of someone watching you because you felt that before, right? You weren't being paranoid then, and you are not now. Same thing with this. Tracy has been educated and has complied. This and only this explains her re-emergence. Re this, is, this is right after I finally uh, posted something on Twitter after being gone for weeks. Because these guys had scared me. Because this guy, Jamie, had scared me. This is him bragging about how I disappeared and I finally came back after I learned my lesson. After I deleted all of my content from the internet. She knows the deal now. The bigger picture. Post this bear coming out, the golden bear coming out of a golden sewer pipe. For example, any website you log your IP address, your tunnel bear is useless. Also, Onto also has the ability to send specialized content customized for and only seen by that IP address. The originator may not be the website owner. Pretty basic stuff, actually. Hence, you may think you're going a little cray-cray when the website starts talking to you. I am personally glad to know she did not choose the other option afforded. The alternative option led to the Warner Brothers water tower and absolute death, in case that was too subtle for some folks. Allow me to validate my claim. Just ask her about 12.37 a.m. humidity and if she especially enjoyed the feeling of drowning. She has much she could tell. Very little of it will she. 
You don't need water to feel like you're drowning. You see, hard-headed pseudo-celebrity podcasters can have a very difficult time paying attention beforehand, but they never fail to focus afterwards. Ever. Present company not excluded. Okay, so he's claiming to have beaten me into submission, which is essentially what happened. Also claiming that he made me feel like I was drowning at 1237. Don't recall that at all. I think he just maybe tried. That's not what happened. That didn't affect me at all. But uh, when he says present company not excluded about how, you know, podcasters are intimidated into shutting up about things. He's present company is talking about the higher side chats. The forum that he's on. It appears as though the fuckery may have rubbed off on me for trying to spread the word. As of two days ago, my email account has been scrubbed. When I try to log into my usual device, I apparently log in fine, but with no access to any messages, new or old, sent or received. Out of curiosity, I had several people try to log in from other locations. Right, that's what the other guy had posted. Alright, so that's it, but you get the idea. He's bragging about it. And claiming victory. And it's another death threat about a water tower and he's claiming that he's also intimidated the higher side chats he's claiming that he put something on my computer when I went to his website and that he was able to send specialized content to me and paste over my experience of other websites so that instead of seeing what was really on Facebook for instance I might have just been seeing what he wanted me to see so that's the guy, Jamie Espy, who scared me into deleting all of my work because it seemed like every, you know, my computer had been hacked and all of my accounts had been hacked and I just didn't want someone else to control them and put up something that I wouldn't want to be up there, you know? So I deleted them instead, a few months later when I talked about this in public on some other podcasts that I went on to and when I uh, did an interview with someone where I talked about it that I put on my own website actually with Sean Alger the guy from uh, RX Only Picture Show I got more threats from Jamie again actually from his Greenleaf Canyon Campground Facebook page so not only is he not afraid to tell me who he is and his, his real name supposedly which actually is not Jamie Espy so much, but Jamie Muller. You find that out when you look up Greenleaf Canyon Campground. And he posted from his business's Facebook page these threatening messages on my Facebook page. Y'all, this poor lady. This is him actually. On this one, he's reposting my interview where I talked and mentioned actually specifically him, or I don't think I mentioned him by name, but I, I talked about the owner of a. <laughs> this is what I said the owner of a campground who was. Uh, sending me threats so he realized okay well that's you're talking about me because he's the owner of a campground and he's been sending me threats so he sends some more threats post them on his campgrounds page so that I mean the implication obviously that anyone who's his client that would be looking at his page knows what he's doing there already and they've in there they would be mad at me for talking about it and exposing it in public so this is his campgrounds page where he's posting this. Y'all, this poor lady, how sad and deluded she is for giving us the shout out around 3703. Heartbreaking, really. And he puts the two emojis that I've identified 
as being codes in certain contexts to these uh, videos where you know there's they're going they hurt kids and kids are destined to uh, quite often to be to to die so it depends on the context it's used in but often these videos or the ones that the advertisements for them that are that are floating around on YouTube use these emojis the broken heart and the black heart how sad and deluded we were to extend any protection around her whatsoever I pity you miss Twyman all unprotected she gets what she deserves then he follows up with another comment we wish her no harm unless she causes us us harm you get the first shit, shit talk for free silly lady next one not so much here he is. okay so that was when he's posting from a Jamie account on the Greenleaf page here's a him using the Greenleaf page's account to post on my Facebook fan page peekaboo we see you miss Twyman great episode poor poor miss Twyman this is on the Greenleaf Canyon campground website and look at that address South Dewey Drive Williams Arizona poor poor miss Twyman sadly mentally tormented soul keep running your mouth and see what happens black heart emoji broken heart emoji and what pages does he like WikiLeaf, High Times, and the Higher Side Chats. Well, that's what the Greenleaf Canyon Campground page likes. Here's a review that they got. The host is violent. This is May 31st, 2017. Reservation was for two, but Jamie ch changed it to one on his own. When we reached there at 9.30 p.m., he yelled at me to leave. He threatened me to shoot with his gun and kill me. Pictures attached for proof. Traveled as a couple. This is from Arun M. There's a look at the guy we're talking about. So look, this is the guy that was harassing me. I actually mentioned this stuff to Isaac Cappy. And, you know, I, I might have actually told him specifically who these guys were. I certainly mentioned, I told this story on interviews I did on other podcasts that are larger than my own. Where in those same conversations, I also talked about Isaac Cappy. I talked about his uh, appearance on... Alex Jones and I critiqued it and I talked about his story a little bit I talked about the you know what I saw as the reasons to believe him and then the reasons to maybe not believe him so it's very likely that not only did I tell Isaac Cappy the specifics about these people who were attacking me from Arizona from this campground but that he then heard me uh, mention it again later if he listened to these podcasts where that you know the subject was one of the subjects discussed was him so you know it seems likely he might have listened to those or that someone who knows him listened to them and reported it to him brought it to his attention so that would have been yet another reminder oh pay attention to this maybe if I had known I feel like he was going out there to investigate this thing in in Williams it could have been that he was part of it and that's why he was out there and then they were just killing off someone who was kind of a loose end but I would say my instinct on this is I think he was out there to investigate it and I don't know if he was following up on the leads that I had given him or if he had some other angle that had brought him out there but that's what I think he was doing and it could have it could very well be that you know it was Jamie that Jamie of Greenleaf Canyon campground that lured him out there for whatever reason and that he had already been hit with these tactics 